Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are starting a brand new unit that Em has brought to the table for us on, uh, you know, just real casual, the great American novel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what's up? Uh, Yeah, and she made us revisit The Great Gatsby, which... I remember if you remember our reactions from, I don't remember if you remember, I don't know if you remember our reactions <laughs> from the last episode where we talked about this, but neither of us were excited to revisit No, this. no, 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 Godspeed. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know why I don't like it. Why don't you like it, Em? What's wrong with this book and this genre? So, okay. So like this, like I said, when I introduced this genre, this is a bit of a weird one because this isn't necessarily like a genre that I hate. I just feel Mm. like I haven't read that many novels Mm. that are like classics of literature. Like the, that's not true. I feel like I haven't read. I feel like every time someone's like, it's the great American novel, they keep making me read great Gatsby is really kind of what it boils down to. I've read this book like five times now, including this time because Mm -hmm. of various school assignments in which people made me read the great Gatsby. And, like, I don't really under, like, I understand why in that, like, yeah, it's a great book in terms of, I'm not going to sit here and try to lie to you guys and be like, the writing sucks, because it doesn't. It's the well writing written. is beautiful, but the whole, beautiful, the, it's beautiful. stupid. It's, sorry, you, uh, <laughs> you keep going. You, you say why you don't like it, and then I'll, I mean, I'll that's complain. basically, that's basically it, right? It's stupid. It's, it's a, it's a boring mm-hmm. book that I don't think reflects the American experience the way that people pretend it does. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do this unit as like a, I, I feel like most of the things that I have heard referred to as the great American novel are like Gatsby or, or Steinbeck or uh, fucking Hawthorne, which don't get me started. Um, you don't want to read Scarlet Letter a hundred times? I do not want mm. to read Scarlet Letter a hundred times. Um, keep that's that another one that I've had to read multiple times for this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I kind of am pitching this unit as like moving forward from Great Gatsby to more. Thank you. That's what my yes. idea as well. Going yes. forward in time. Yes. Mm-hmm. To like uh, less of like these old kind of uh canonized great american novels to like maybe more recent or more relevant uh to modern and i'm not again i'm not i know people are gonna be like you just go get you so relevant it's about class it's about race like it's okay. not about class or race though really it's, it's just it's, about one sad guy you can't say goodbye to a girl you loved oh my god <laughs> yes and that's honestly the thing that is Gatsby's a like, fucking creep gatsby is a creep and I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it that it's like Daisy is representative of like the American dream and whatever. And like mm-hmm. Gatsby is representative of like the working man and he can't get ever reach the tr- Like I do. I get it. But if you peel away the metaphor onion, the core of the onion is rotten because the plot mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Like the plot sucks. I'm sorry. I hate it. Does. It does. The only saving grace of this book besides the writing is that it's an extremely short book. <laughs> Very short. And the thing is, everything about this book should be a book I like, right? Mm, like, it's mm-hmm. like romantic tragedy. Love that. Probably gay narrator. Love that. Love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bunch of bullshit metaphors and, like, 18 layers of, of meaning. Love it. I but I just can't get past the plot. It's so 
Yes, it is so, like, listening to this book in 2021 for, like, the second or third time in my life as well, like, it's intolerable. It's almost to the point where, like, you can't, you can't get past it to see the the worth of this book or even the metaphor. Like, I didn't want to see the metaphor because I was just like, Gatsby, just stop. Just, just say she's married. I'm not going to try and make her leave her husband. I'll go find someone else. I'll go be with little Toby Maguire. It's fine. <laughs> I think the one, the one interesting part of rereading this at this time in my life where I, mm. like Nick, am turning 30, um, mm. that this was the first time that I am older than many of the characters in this book. Uh, mm, hate that like, for us. <laughs> I know. Because Daisy's like 23, right? Like she is a baby. Is and, she that young? I hadn't realized. Well, she's 18 because Jordan says she's 16 mm. when she's talking about whatever. and The, she the was, wedding. And it's yeah, been five and, years. Yeah. So it might have been ni- 18 or 19 because it's like first she's talking about just Daisy in general. And she's like, I was 16. She was 18. She had all these guys coming over. But eventually she met Gatsby. And then five years after meeting Gatsby, she got married. So there might have been a couple of years in between this. So she's like 23 to 25, right? Mm-hmm. And Gatsby's pres- like presumably older but not that much older so he's probably like late 20s early 30s most right right so yeah this is the first time i was like wow, oh nick is the old one here i get so confused because I know, like it seems like gatsby should be like 40 yeah he should be the same age as leonardo dicaprio <laughs> yeah but also like he should be like 16 because no one older than 16 should behave in this manner oh my god it's so creepy jeez gatsby <laughs> so okay so it, it is a classic though so like there is or, some stuff here yeah who or i guess why would you recommend people read this book um i think it is a it's a good example of like you don't have to do a lot in your story to say a lot Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I just like shat all over the book because I was like, nothing fucking happens in this book and Gatsby's awful. But if you are going to look at it with the lens of like, let me critique this, uh, literary critique this, then the, yes, Fitzgerald has done a lot with not a lot and he's done it beautifully. It's succinct. Mm-hmm. There's no like, he doesn't dwell on it really. It's just... It's it's a small, powerful package of a book that I hate. <laughs> um, do I think it needs to be taught in every high school classroom? No, but that's because I think that most of the American canon or literary canon in general doesn't need to be taught in the high school classroom. Yes. Um, but you know, if you if you are someone who is into classics and hasn't read this one, it's very short. It is a very interesting look at a uh, way of life that doesn't really exist in America anymore. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, I would say, uh, again, kind of going to the, this is a book that I should like, because mm-hmm. I do like books with terrible characters, right? Like, I mm. like books about terrible people. Like, Madame Bovary was one of my favorite books from high school that I've Weird. read a few times since. I love Madame Bovary. Um, I've never Where read it, it is just like, just garbage people. So if you are like me and you really, really enjoy the occasional uh, dip into the trash, uh, not in the garbage girl or garbage boy sense, but in just like the trash sense, mm-hmm. 
and you're not bothered by like people that you aren't necessarily supposed to agree with and you haven't read Great Gatsby because I guess you weren't forced to in high school and then multiple lucky. times in college um lucky <laughs> lucky lucky you but you could read it. it you'd probably like it it's just it happens to be the specific thing of guy pining after girl that I just fucking can't stand you've read this so many times I feel like my Gatsby is um my Antonia by Lilla Cather mm. I've had See, to and I've never so read many that. fucking times it's garbage <laughs> please refer to episode 13 of this podcast <laughs> to figure out why I hate it so much <laughs> oh man yeah I I had to read it for high school and then I mm-hmm. had to read it because uh, the other thing that I don't know if we've talked about on this podcast ever, but I've been in school for a very long time mm-hmm. and on and off and in different schools. So like <laughs> Ohio State made me read it and UC Blue Ash made me read it and UC made me read it twice. <laughs> it's like, y'all, we got to talk about this. I, um in at Ohio State, read... Um, because our, our professor was like, well, we're not going to read Gatsby, but we're instead we're going to read, oh my God, it's by Booth Tarkington, and I can't even remember the name of the book. Let me Google real quick. It left a great impression on me. Um, but I thought it was like a good alternative to showcasing like the same lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, I'm accidentally doing recommended reading. I haven't read this book in a, oh, over a decade, so take that with a grain of salt. The Magnificent Ambersons, if I can remember correctly, is like, the Gatsby essentially of this book who's very rich and then watching him like descend into poverty and like how that affects him as a human I enjoyed that more than I liked Great Gatsby but again over a decade ago I'm very old I would also be interested maybe we should at some point I don't know for this podcast or just to enrich our lives. Gross. Read something else by Fitz. I know, right? <laughs> uh, read something else by Fitzgerald to see if like we yeah. like his stuff. I don't think I've I, ever read anything else tr- by him. I tried to read This Side of Paradise mm. once uh, when I was younger and uh, thought I was that was something I should do was I should read classic novels. Um, but I didn't make it very far. But it was it was the same as like Gatsby and the quality of the writing. Um, even though it's like an earlier book of his, mm. I don't remember what it's about, but jazz era. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of said, as we're speaking of other books, uh, what's your, what's your pitch for recommended reading this week? My pitch for recommended reading, um, is kind of that book because I, my brain the past like two weeks have not been able to consume narratives. I tried, I've tried, I've picked up books and I put them down. I've tried reading fan fiction too. And I'm just like, I can't, my, I, no story, please. I've been watching <laughs> Taskmaster, which you recommended to me. Yes. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I don't think we have. It's a British panel show available on YouTube for American audiences. Trash for it right now. And then I also watched another C drama, because they never fail me, called Love O2O, which is, <laughs> is the goofiest premise, but I, I absolutely adored it. It was It's two people, a girl... They play an online game like like a like a World of Warcraft situation where you can marry someone in the game to complete certain quests as a married mm-hmm. couple and her current in-game husband breaks up with her because he thinks that she's like just catfishing him 
then the uh, strongest player on the server approaches her so that they get married. But also, actually, he, like, has seen her in real life and knows her username and has kind of loved her the whole time. Oh, my God. And, and it's so cute because um, um, there's no third act breakup. They stay together the whole time and they overcome obstacles as a couple. And it's so refreshing and good. Oh, my God. This is. Please watch identities. it. I gotta, I gotta add that one. And to the I list. just, I love it because they would do like scenes where they're all like dressed up in like period costume because I think it's like a, it's like a Chinese history MMORPG mm-hmm. and so they get like period costumes and stuff and then they also are like in the modern day. It's just, it's really good. It's really good. I loved it. I binged oh it in goodness. like two or three days and there's a lot of episodes. So, <laughs> love it. Yes. Well, how about you? What have you been? Please read. Oh. have read something. <laughs> well, okay. So number one, I haven't read much. Actually, that's mm. not true. I've read a decent amount this week. I've read a sports romance that was pretty good mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. by it called uh, it's one of the Bergman Brothers series, I think, um, called uh, 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 This Wasn't Going to Be My Recommendation, but I'll give it a shout out. Uh, Always Only You, which was the second book in a series. I didn't read the first one because the first one I don't think Amazon recommended the second one to me, and I'm just a dumb sheep that's how you roll and it just astounds me i love it (laughs) um (laughs) called always only you by chloe lisi lease sorry um and then i also read uh emily henry's people we met on vacation or people we meet on vacation which i liked a lot it was good yeah it was pretty good okay i've also been playing a lot of the first divinity because i finished the second one a while ago (laughs) and i never played the first one yeah it's hard to get into after having played the second one i like it though yeah it's it's good it's just i played the first one and then i played the second one and then i went back to try and replay the first Mm -hmm. one i was like ew (laughs) well the the key i have found is um to approach it as i would like playing with barbies or something because it's a little bit less Uh like story heavy for your own character Mm -hmm. um where i've just recruited the two women npcs and we're just a gang of roving lesbians love it um so love that for me <laughs> but the book that I read to actually recommend this week uh Nevo has a book coming out soon called uh oh the, I saw that I saw the that. beautiful and the chosen I think yes the yeah because Tor gave out a free ebook mm-hmm. of her mm-hmm. um first book or second previous, book second book yeah the previously released one because the first book is the one I'm going to recommend the empress of salt and fortune um, which is a novella. It was excellent. Five stars. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It's mm-hmm. about a um, cleric whose job it is is to record histories who goes to this, like, uh, not town, but, like, palace, I guess, small mm-hmm. fortress, I don't know, uh, where the, previ- or the previous empress lived for a while to try to, like, crack her history, and she meets um, this woman named Rabbit who was friends with the Empress, and she, like, tells the whole story of, like, the Empress and, like, how this, like, period of time that was, like, hidden from history because the Empress wanted to keep it hush-hush because there are, like, secrets and stuff. It was very good, very dramatic, and like Gatsby, it was, like, a real, like, punch in a very small package. I appreciate that. That is not something I've ever been capable of doing in Mm -hmm. my life is keeping it keeping it short yeah being succinct is not mm-hmm. my jam thus we have yeah, a podcast not me either. <laughs> <laughs> but really really recommend that one but the the reason i read it was because uh nevo has a this book the beautiful and the chosen uh coming out which is a gatsby reimagining from the perspective oh, of jordan i did not know yes that. in which jordan is a queer uh vietnamese adoptee Oh my gosh! I need I know, that right? in my life. I yesterday. know, right? Yesterday, 
Um, yeah, Tor had one of her books for free uh, it's recently. The oh. Tiger Comes Down from the Mountain, yes. I think, is the one Tor yes. had for free. And that's the second. It's like a sequel to the Empress of Salt and Fortune. Oh, well, fuck me. Well, I'll get the but other one. But it's, it's also standalone. It's like the, the historian is going to another oh, place and getting the story there, I think, is how it is. So you don't have to read both of them. No, I will support the author. I will buy I'll buy the book. I mean, it was it was super good, so I would recommend it. Yeah. It was like 124 pages, so super tight read. Oh, that's my favorite kind of read. I know. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, y'all, y'all got to get in on that tour newsletter because they give out Ooh. so many books for free. I hate that I stay on a publisher, but I kind of do. Yeah. I got all the Murderbot books through them, except the most recent one, and the Sean McGuire series, The Heart mm-hmm. is Every Heart of Doorway. I was going to say The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, because I have been researching other <laughs> Great American <laughs> novels to read. I read that one in high school. Will not be returning to it. Anyway. That's enough. Uh, that's good books. Let's talk about bad books. Let's talk about Gatsby. <laughs> Um, this is another one of those. I don't really have a lot to, s- I don't have a lot of notes. In fact, I have zero notes because. Glad we talked a lot up front then. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. also was not going to buy this book again because I've bought it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my copies have gone. So I just read the Gutenberg version. There you go. Shout out Gutenberg, Australia. Um, I listened so- to the audio book on two times because like, I don't have time for this very helpful for me reading this book in a skimming sort of fashion not helpful for taking notes as I usually do on my kindle um okay so this book takes place over the course of like one spring to fall season Nick Carraway is this youngish guy who uh post-World War One hasn't really decided what he wants to do yet with his life he kind of has a girl that he's kind of like informally engaged to but has decided he's going to move to new york city to become a bond salesman uh moves to long island and rents a house next to this huge big old fucking mansion owned by jay gatsby who is this mysterious eccentric individual who just has parties every week doesn't really seem to know who comes to them or cares we get like a whole beginning of a chapter where nick is like here are people that came to gatsby's party and then like lists a bunch of i think made up i don't know if they're real it's just it goes on for way too fucking long i'm like i don't give a shit not tell you i thought about looking them up but then i thought no i have limited time on this precious Mm. earth and so i'm going to waste it doing something else like playing divinity (laughs) i Um, did not want to waste the brain cells trying to figure out how to spell the things the narrator was saying I did look up the lyrics that they included in the one song to see if that was a real song. Is a real song. Is. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, okay. I got maybe. that actual song in the in the audiobook. <laughs> oh, 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 the narrator you. sang it and I was like, this is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick lives in Long Island. Also who lives on Long Island besides Gatsby is uh his cousin. It's a distant relative, but he calls her his cousin Daisy Buchanan, who is just the most beautiful woman anyone she's so rich and she's so like vibrant and her voice is melodic and you can't help but just love daisy really loved her um uh, oh go ahead no you go ahead no i don't want to talk you talk i don't know i don't have anything to say about this book it's so fucking boring um Truly. i just i was gonna say i think daisy's his second cousin mm. that's the fact about that was very this good. I'm glad this is included. <laughs> I feel like okay. 
So let's get into the Nick being gay of it all. Okay. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about that instead of. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little bit because, okay, so I did on the Wikipedia page, they mention that this is not a thing that only I think this is a very, I guess, talked about speculation of whether or not Nick is gay mm-hmm. or bisexual or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel that it is very obvious that he is. Mm-hmm. And I think because there was like people were like, yeah, he is. And then people were like, people, you just you can't read into it. It was a different time. Yeah. And cool. it's very like because gay people only started existing in the 1980s. Yeah. It's very like any time any like queer, possibly queer historical couple has like letters to each other and they're like, I just love you with every fiber of my being and I, my heart yearns for you and to feel your touch again. <laughs> and some old ass historian has to come in and be like, well, actually, you see that in the 1800s, I want to fuck you in the ass actually meant <laughs> That. thanks for buying me lunch i'll see you right. next thursday for a quick golf game it's like how far do we have to go to prove that like okay number one nick full-on fucks a dude in this book correct am i wrong am i crazy that happened what when end of chapter two go to the end of chapter two i don't have a copy of this now. book i listened to it i will read it to you thank end you of chapter two. <laughs> everyone at home turn to the end of chapter turn two Turn your books to the end of chapter two i shall now narrate what happens <laughs> he's in an elevator with mr mckee uh-huh. mr mckee says i'm now gonna narrate come to lunch someday he suggested as we groaned down in the elevator <laughs> where anywhere Keep your hands off the lever, snapped the elevator boy. I beg your pardon, said Mr. McKee with dignity. I didn't know I was touching it. All right, I agreed. I'll be glad to. Already very gay. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. I was standing beside his bed, and he was sitting up between the sheets, clad in his underwear with a great portfolio in his hands. Stop. Beauty and the Beast, dot, dot, dot. Loneliness, dot, dot, dot. Old Grocery Horse, dot 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 broken bridge dot 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 then i was lying half asleep in the cold lower level of the pennsylvania station staring at the morning tribune and waiting for the four o'clock train hold on i don't remember that at all let me I'm listen sorry. to the end of chapter I'm two real quick on my audio only in the australian version maybe they cut it because i i don't know my poor american sensibilities couldn't handle it Everyone, please, please hold please as hold. I fast we'll forward. listens to the audiobook of The Great Gatsby. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they face. fucked. They 100 Why else would he what, be in his bedroom while other, the guy's in his underwear? What other explanation do you possibly They were just they were just friends that? though. Like male male friendship was a lot <laughs> closer <laughs> in the 1920s than it is today. Like toxic masculinity. Barf. Sometimes that's what I'm just being rolled sarcastic. up to a dude's house and he showed you his portfolio in his underwear in the while you hung out next to his bed. What are you talking about? How how? Okay, so Nick's gay is a a hundred percent because he does i think like uh, date a couple girls in this book too doesn't matter he might, he's probably bi bi that's fine 
also, I feel like him and Tom used to fuck is the thing that was why I was bringing this up. That's why they're so awkward around each other. Right? And why he's like, okay, because when they first introduced Tom, so Daisy is like his second cousin. Mm -hmm. And Tom is Tom is her husband. He's her husband who he went to college with. Yeah. And this they experimented in college for sure. A hundred percent. Because this is um, what he has to say about Tom and Daisy. Uh, why they came east, I don't know. They had spent a year in France for no particular reason and then drifted here and there unrestfully wherever people played polo and were rich together. This was a permanent move, said Daisy over the telephone, but I didn't believe it. I had no sight into Daisy's heart, but I felt that Tom would drift on forever, seeking a little wistfully for the dramatic turbulence of some irrevocable football game. Okay, okay. He doesn't know shit about his cousin or what his cousin's thinking, but he has this great insight into Tom. It's because him he and Tom were Tom's fucking heart. all. 100%. He knows Tom's heart and dick. 100%. And then he falls in love with Gatsby. And then at the end of the book, when Tom's like, he threw dust in your eyes just like he did to Daisy, it's because Tom is fucking pissed that Gatsby stole both of his, his love interests. Yes. Yes. 100%. Case closed. Everybody's gay except for Daisy, who's just kind yeah. of there. That's the biggest insult to Tom. His mistress died, but then the two that he's loved for real, real, both ended up loving Gatsby. Sad. Wow, I want the book from Tom's point of view now. Honestly, same. Honestly, like Tom is an asshole and a racist. A hundred percent. That was awful reading. I know. Also, like, I cannot believe that in the five fucking, well, four fucking times I've read this book before this, the race thing never came up. Like, we never discussed that in any class I can remember. And I don't know why. I think, it yeah, was, it just like, got glossed glaring. over. Maybe it's one of those things like, well, you know, back in the day and no one, like, thought to talk about it in class. I don't know. Um, we certainly didn't delve into it in high school. It was just, like, all of these references to Tom being a white nationalist. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, back in the day when men were men and, and fucked each other in an elevator. Gay but racist. Gay but racist and thought that the white race had to be protected. Ugh. So I don't know. Maybe I don't want the book from yeah. Tom's point of view. I want it where that's not included, 100%. Yeah. Because there's also, like, some line where he said, I'm sorry. I know No, you're I'm just good. There's nothing the to talk place. about with this book. There's nothing to talk about. The- when they go, when Nick first goes to Tom and Daisy's, and they are, like, this is the first time that Tom is, like, hey, what's up? I'm a white nationalist. Uh, he's <laughs> let, like- me, let me tell you about the literature I've been reading about white nationalism. Everyone's just, like, uh, okay, Tom. I believe there has been some discourse about whether or not Gatsby might be like not white, right? Mm. Um, I I didn't. I was looking for that in this book. I didn't everyone really is see. like, I can see how it could it could feel that way because everyone is immediately like, oh, I saw, I see from the look of him, I can tell he's a criminal situation. Which like, yeah, that seems doesn't like feel a good. Dog whistle, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't feel great. <laughs> So he's like, I'm a white nationalist. I read this book. It was like a white nationalist book. Might be a real book. I don't know. Didn't look it up. Didn't want that in my Didn't history. want to. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I hate non-white people. And um, Jordan's like, says something. And Tom, it doesn't matter because she gets interrupted by Tom. He sucks. Uh, and his, he says, this idea is that we're Nordics. I am and you are and you are and... After an infinitesimal hesitation, hesitation, he included Daisy with a slight nod, and she winked at me again. So does that mean Daisy's possibly not, like, 
Yes, I did wonder about that as well. What it's such a weird thing to include. Like everything is so purposeful in this book, and it's such a short book. Like, yeah, I don't know. So like maybe she's like Italian or something because that's not Nordic, but it's I don't know. Maybe like if Gatsby is like if Gatsby is a person of color, maybe like she has a history of dating other races, and Tom is like. But this is before Tom knows about Gatsby. That's true too, but I don't know. I I feel like maybe it's just like supposed to be him disrespecting Daisy by being like, "Oh, we're all the master race." Ew, gross. Um, including me and you, Jordan, and you, you Nick, and ugh, even you, Daisy. Like maybe yeah. it's just supposed to be like a dig at her, at her, but it's like so weird. Such a weird, like... Well, if Daisy's, like, representative of the American ideal... Mm. Mm. Now we're Maybe she's metaphor. just the melting pot. And now Tom we're getting is into like, freshman, freshman English lit turf. Yeah, you know, I did get my uh, degree in English literature. <laughs> oh, those years ago. <laughs> uh, no, I don't fucking know. I'm talking out my ass. Anyway, that's Tom and Daisy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's why there's like I don't know I feel like you have to with books like this you just really have to dig and dig because it's so fucking short um, and then you just end up making making up stuff that the author was probably just like mm. I didn't plan that but it sounds good when you say it except for the Nick is gay thing because that Nick is definitely is gay 100% that was, canon that was yeah intentional planned um <laughs> Yeah, Nick goes to have dinner or lunch or something at Daisy's house. He meets Jordan, who is the sport girl that he kind of romances over the summer if they eventually break up. Tom takes Nick on this weird adventure a few days later where he's like, hey, let's go pick up my mistress and then party at her house for a whole day. (laughs) (laughs) Nick is like, I want to leave. And everyone's like, no, you have to stay. And he has no agency at all. He does stay. But that's where he meets the, uh, but that's the where artist who yeah. then goes home with and fucks for sure. Mm-hmm. And then is never mentioned again. And then is never mentioned again. <laughs> Just to let us know that Nick is down to party. Yes. Um, and Nick does eventually start going to parties at Gatsby's mansion. Because he's Gatsby's neighbor, I guess it was just like a neighborly thing to do to invite him. But then he becomes friends with Gatsby. <laughs> I, because Gatsby learns Gatsby that Nick is Daisy's yeah, I was cousin. Say, yes. he, he doesn't, it's not like Gatsby's like, oh, you're a chill dude. No, he's like, he's like purposely Gatsby, has an agenda. Yeah, Gatsby finds out from Jordan because he just, like, I, this is, this is honestly just Gats- the most buck wild behavior. He literally because, asks every person that comes to yes. his party if they know Daisy Buchanan. What in the fuck? How has what she not you- heard about this yet? Right? I mean, like, there's kind of this thing about, like, oh, East Egg and West Egg, and it's, like, the two different whatever, blah, 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 oh, money, new money. Whatever, don't care. Whatever. (laughs) But, like, surely at some point, these two, like, groups, one of which is, like, a party that everybody comes to, Mm -hmm. everybody visits, all over the, everybody. And then the other being Daisy and Tom, who, like, do talk about having, like, a fairly large social network Mm -hmm. in New York. Surely someone would mention, hey, there's this creepy dude who lives over over across the way who seems obsessed with your wife. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they didn't bring it up to Daisy. like Or, yeah, it could be like, hey, 
why does Gatsby keep asking about Daisy Buchanan? And, you know, like people talk about it that way and she just overhears it. Like, yeah. Or like you would think that because there's this whole thing about like everybody at the party's like Gatsby's a rum runner. Gatsby is a pirate. Gatsby is this and he that. He owns like, drug stores. Surely if everybody at the party is like speculating madly about what Gatsby's deal is. <laughs> and they've all been invited in and questioned about daisy buchanan they would be like hey when he talked to you because he like doesn't talk to most of the people most of the time yeah he's just kind of like he asked them that one question he's like uninteresting goodbye goodbye (laughs) surely they would be like hey what did you talk about when he talked to you this guy who i'm really interested in gossiping about the other person be like oh he talked about daisy buchanan and the first person be like oh me too and then everybody would be like oh yeah me three four five six seven eight nine ten a hundred so like <laughs> everyone in like, new york city knows, knows that gatsby is asking about daisy buchanan but it's just too drunk on jazz to, to <laughs> put the pieces together oh my god so that's how they become friends and gatsby Gatsby asked Jordan to ask Nick to invite Daisy and Gatsby over to his house for tea. This is the most high school it's bullshit. So, it's so dumb. And Tom is like, I mean, Nick is like, this is normal. Sure. Um, He hosts this tea party and it is awkward. Nick is like, I have to leave my own house and stand outside for like at least an hour for these two to just talk things out. And then they all go to Gatsby's house. And then they all go to Gatsby's house and Nick is like, are you sure you want me to come? And they were like, yes, yes. And then I, I had forgotten this happened in the book. I thought this was, I thought this was just in the movie, like, like being artistic. No, they literally just start throwing Gatsby's clothes around (laughs) Like, look at how rich I am. (laughs) Tailored white shirts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The other thing about this book is I feel like this more than any book I've read because it's so symbolic and whatever. I every time I read it, like I forget most of the plot points after a bit (laughs) because they're and I'm just like symbols. I'm like, okay, green light. Okay, shirts being thrown around. Beautiful little idiot or beautiful little fool. That's like the 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 line what she called her child about her kid. Um, Like uh, the the fucking eyes of Doctor T J Eccleston. Like Mm -hmm. I don't remember the plot of this book. Just remember what my English professor said. I should remember. (laughs) Right. I just remember (laughs) what all the symbols are. Um, so Gatsby was an, was an officer in the war. He was deployed. He met, um, he met Daisy while he was maybe on leave or before he was deployed and they kind of fell in love and then he was deployed and while he was gone, Daisy marries Tom, um, because, Gatsby's like, oh, I was too poor for her and she couldn't be patient enough to wait for me, uh, which is why she married Tom. Um, And that's like their whole thing. Gatsby has been holding on to his love for this girl for five years. I guess after he after the war, he comes back and he spends all of his money to go to Louisville, even though he knows Daisy isn't there. And he just like walks around hoping to like get that loving feeling back i guess but you know 
he has been in a war. That's probably hard to deal with. As well as the fact that this girl you were pining after married somebody else. This is a very sad situation. But you do need to move on. You do need like, to move on. Like, there are other women. I know this is kind of like a, a, like all relationships are different and people heal at different times. But I feel that if you are still this upset more than half of the relationship's length after like has passed Mm -hmm. you need to get therapy or something and like Mm -hmm. talk it out because like you guys were together for maybe two months and it's been five years yes i need you to reevaluate just everything yeah and this is this is not one of the because we were talking about this with the fucking romance books about like oh you know with them spending so much time together it kind of gets like it's okay that you know you fell Mm -hmm. madly in love in two weeks or whatever but this is not that this is not that (laughs) this was this was 1920s times 19 teens times Mm -hmm. and like daisy's parents were not gonna let her hang out with some dude for you know like they went on dates i guess or you know hung i don't i think they fucked they probably fucked i hope so otherwise otherwise it's just and like I get it. It's like this idealized vision of what America should be like and what post-war life should be like and you're hanging on to this dream of like returning home after all the hell that you went through in World War 1. We get it. You're <laughs> being sold the the uh delusion of mobility by the American dream and that you can start mm-hmm. from nothing and attain anything you want. And Daisy represents the fact that you actually can't, mm-hmm. but you are going to constantly strive for it because you've been told that that's like, I get it. I get, we it. get, I get it. it. We understand we what understand. it's supposed to mean, but service level is fucking stupid. It's <laughs> just upsetting. You are, you need to move on. Like <laughs> <laughs> It is too frustrating. I just, I don't want to delve into it further than the surface level because the surface level is too upsetting to do, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. do that. Just, um, so, so they have Nick set up this reunion and then they start to have an affair. Uh, Gatsby has a party that he invites Daisy and Tom to and is like real weird about introducing Tom to everybody as like Tom, the rugby player. <laughs> And he's like, please, no need. Don't do that. Which, again, if it wasn't for the fact that Tom was, like, a white nationalist, he's kind of the most sympathetic character in this book, except mm. for the cheating on his wife he part. He also says do cheats. But, like, no, so I guess Tom does just is just garbage. But I, I feel like Tom is, in the social interactions, the only one who acts... Like everything is weird. Like a human. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a human man. Whereas everybody else is just like. <coughs> Sorry, I choked on my. Own. Choked on your excitement to talk about it. Everybody else is just like, the shirts, they're so beautiful and they represent What's... everything. And Tom's like, so y'all fucking? Or... <laughs> Nick is like, are you guys sure you want me to watch? <laughs> I could leave. <laughs> no, no, Nick. You're the one that brought us together. You have to be here. You're a part of this, Nick. <laughs> Nick's like, please, no. <laughs> I didn't ask to be part of your kink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daisy and Casper. <laughs> my girlfriend and I saw you across my <laughs> giant party mansion, and uh, we really dig your vibe. 
<laughs> and Nick's like, we're Can second we buy cousins, you a shirt? Daisy. Daisy, we're second cousins. You have to stop this. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, uh, probably not at the time. Everyone was probably chill with that back then. Very true. Tom eventually finds out about the affair. They have this really, they all go to New York City and have an awkward luncheon. Um, and <laughs> Gatsby is like, tell him, Daisy, tell him you love me and that you're going to leave him for me. You've never loved him, right? And Daisy's like, well, mm-hmm, I don't, mm, you see, it's like, and Nick's like, can I leave? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> Nick, you, you have to and stay and witness this. this. um and for some reason so tom is like she loves me she'll always love me you're just a bootlegger um but drive her home and i'll meet you there (laughs) drive her back to long island where we live nick and i will drive separately because he's also (laughs) one of my love interests i guess i don't like the division of the cars i was like why why is well okay i think that Daisy and Gatsby, the thing that confuses me is the switch, right? Okay. Yeah, so Tom and Nick drive into New York City in Gatsby's car. With Jordan. With Jordan. Jordan is also there. Yes. Um, And on the way there, they stop to get gas at the Wilson's gas station. Oh, my God. Did I forget to talk about Myrtle and all that? Uh, I think I mentioned his mistress. Yeah, Myrtle's his mistress. Myrtle's mistress. And her husband owns the garage. Yes. So they stop to get gas and... The husband is like, oh, I, we're going to move out west. Myrtle always wanted to live out west, and things have come up. And, and I think Nick she's is, cheating on me, so I'm taking yeah, her. basically. <laughs> and Nick's like, oh, I realize that he suspects her of cheating but doesn't know it's with Tom, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so they're in Gatsby's car at that point. It's like this yellow car. And then they get to the city, and they swap cars. But I guess he – I feel But like not who's just, driving. <laughs> like, Daisy and Gatsby still go off in Gatsby's car, and – the others go in Tom's car. I feel like the whole, like, Tom sending Daisy with Gatsby is, like, Tom being, like, You have no power here. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't matter to me in the long run that you guys were fucking because she's still going to end up with me and she's still married to me and it doesn't matter. Like. Yeah. So. It, was, <laughs> it just felt weird. Weird vibes. But take your own car back. I don't really have a reason for that, only so that the murder part of this story makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're driving back, Nick and uh, Tom. I think maybe Jordan has left on her own at some point. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But Nick and Tom are driving back to Long Island, and as they're passing the garage, they notice like this huge crowd. And uh, once they get a little closer, they realize that uh, Myrtle has been hit by a car and has died. Whoops. Big whoops. The owner of the garage, very upset, um, like almost catatonic. And he's just saying like it was a yellow car that did it. We were having a fight and she ran out into the street. It looked like maybe she was trying to get someone's attention. But other people were like, no, she was just running away because of the fight. Doesn't really matter. Um, the So it was a yellow car. We all know that's what Gatsby's car looks like. N- Tom is obviously upset. Um, and he's like, I can't like. They ran her over, they killed her, and they didn't even stop to see if she was, like, dead or whatever. They just kept driving. I hate Gatsby. And Nick is like, mm. I would just mm. silently reflect on this, I'm I just guess. here. Still. <laughs> so they go home. 
Nick goes over to Gatsby. Or, no, Nick is at Daisy's. He's waiting for his taxi. And Gatsby, Gatsby like pops out of the bushes. And Nick's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Gatsby's like, I'm waiting for Daisy to signal that Tom is beating her so I can jump in and save her. She's going to leave me a signal by turning the lights on and off if she's in harm. <laughs> and Nick's like, yeah, okay, dude. Nick's like, just I go guess. home, bro. And Gatsby's like, no, I'll keep vigil here. And Nick's like, it's fine, dude. I got it. It's fine. Yeah, Nick's Nick like, I don't I hate. Should I tell I'm him? Should I tell so, him that Daisy's never going to leave the money? I'm so <laughs> tired of all of this. I'm going to go home, y'all. Someone died. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I believe at this point, Nick, or in talking to Gatsby, Gatsby's like, Daisy was the one driving, right? Yes, yes. Gatsby reveals it was not him that was driving. It was Daisy. And also, like, we, the reader, know that Nick has just, like, seen Daisy and Tom, and they're kind of, like, conspiring together, whispering about something. But it it doesn't look like they're angry with each other. It looks like they are, like, making amends. So, okay, in the metaphor of this, Mm. if Daisy is the American dream Mm -hmm. and Gatsby is the average American Mm -hmm. and Tom is the old money upper class... Mm -hmm. What's Myrtle? <laughs> Myrtle is, uh, what is the Myrtle? poor? Like, yeah, is, I don't know. Like, did the poor get run over by the American dream? Is that the metaphor? That we're feels going right. That feels that right feels... as someone alive in 2021. Um, I feel like Tom is like a Jeff Bezos and, mm-hmm. and maybe Myrtle is working in the Amazon warehouse mm. and is made to pee in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And then and ties. Then it's crushed by the American dream. And then it's crushed by a forklift in the warehouse. But that, actually, but that is uh, the the middle class who believes in in uh, the delusion of mm. mobility. That's uh, true. Is complicit in that destruction, right? Everybody it is true just, because yeah. Nick's the one that ordered something to be delivered. Oh, Nick I was going is with waiting. Gatsby. I was going with Gatsby for that. Gatsby's oh yeah, I don't car. understand kind of like where, because Gatsby is like he's he has a lot of money, or it appears he has a lot of money that he has gotten in some mm-hmm. illegal manner. I don't, is yeah. it ever explicitly stated? Uh, yeah, I think so. When um, he's just like with all the talk with what's his face, the the guy who's like kind of who shady. fixed the World Series. Yeah, him. I think that like they have. Like, I think it is pretty much what Tom says that they have like drug stores together that they sell liquor. Okay, out of, okay. I think, which like doesn't feel like a crime. I understand prohibition happened, doesn't feel like a crime to me. <laughs> um, but also there's like 18 different versions of what Gatsby does, so yeah. I could be wrong about that. Sorry. Yeah, Gatsby I'm was never like again. I did X, Y, Z. Because there's like, he's like, there's this thing where he was discovered by some old rich guy and they became friends. And there's like, he may or may not have gone to Oxford for a certain amount of time. And he like, I don't know. There's like a, he's a mystery. That's the thing. He's, he's just an amalgamation of a lot of different ways to gain wealth, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of the night, Nick wakes up and Gatsby's just now getting home. It's like 4 a.m. He's like, it looks like everything's fine. So I'm going to go to bed. And Nick's like, oh can't believe you stayed out this late but all right see you tomorrow uh nick goes over no they have breakfast together and then nick goes into work and um 
he like there's this thing where he's like wow Gatsby I think you're worth a hundred of Tom and Gatsby's like thanks old sport and then Tom goes or Nick goes into work and then okay the Myrtle's husband has been looking for the owner of this yellow car all night long Myrtle's husband has been on a vengeance quest yes through the night and he has found out that the owner of the yellow car is Gatsby and so he gets onto Gatsby's property and while Gatsby is swimming in the pool George shoots Gatsby and then himself sad Nick is very sad there's this whole part where he's trying to get together like funeral and inform people that Gatsby's dead but no one gives a fuck sadly probably because Gatsby only spent the time at his parties asking if people knew Daisy Buchanan and didn't give a fuck (laughs) if they didn't he did not Everybody. do anything to foster friendship in anyone. And Nick is like, I can't believe no one wanted to say goodbye to Gatsby. Uh, he had such nice house. Money. Such nice he house. Had such, so such, many the money, monies. The shirts. Did you all see the shirts too? The he shirts? threw them. There will be no more them. shirts. <laughs> I also like that Gatsby was like the original Stitch Fix where he's like, oh, I have some man in England pick yes, up my shirts yeah. and send them to me every year. Every I'm like, season. All right. like, every season. Like, okay, I see you with your subscription box there, Gatsby. <laughs> I get a 20% discount if I buy everything in the box. <laughs> um, Daisy and Tom have left and Nick tries to get in touch with Daisy, but she's not. She's ignoring him. Um, none of Gatsby's Criminal contacts, I guess, for lack of better words, want to come to the funeral, I guess, for obvious reasons. Um, The only person that eventually comes is Gatsby's father, Henry Gatz, who only found out because he saw in the newspaper that his son is dead. And um, he is, like, he's proud of his son, but only because, like, he's like, wow, look at all this money. You know, like, my, my son was really rich, and he could have changed the world if someone hadn't murdered him. We're like, eh, maybe. I don't okay, know. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right. I mean, I, mean I, I, guess. I get it. I get it. I get what's being said, but also, like, Gatsby? Mm. Mm, are you sure he was pretty <laughs> single-minded? Like he was just obsessed with Daisy. Just kind of wanted to fuck this one girl. I think <laughs> was kind of his whole deal. So, I mean, like, change the world in that sense, I guess, where, like, before it was a world in which Daisy was not fucked by Gatsby on the rag, and then it was. I mean, so I guess, you know, everything we do changes the world in some way. <laughs> Butterfly effect, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have the funeral. Like, one other person comes. Whatever. Nick is like, I don't know what to do now with my life because I don't really find it fulfilling to stay here. Um, and he runs into Tom one day downtown and basically gets Tom to admit that he was the one that told Myrtle's husband that Gatsby owned the vehicle and was not sorry at all that Gatsby was murdered and neither is Daisy. And Nick is like, I want nothing more to do with either of them. And he goes back to the Midwest after looking at the green light, obviously. The end. What a great book about relatable things. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I, for one, am glad to be done with it again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so moving forward, um, 
again, I, we talked about this at the top. Basically, I want to kind of look at more recent great American novels or things that have been heralded, heralded, heralded as great American novels. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I don't really have like I don't necessarily even want to come out of this liking a book. I just kind of want to see what, what else out there, what the deal is. Cool. Uh, yeah, I agree because reading these, again, I'm you know daughter of an immigrant i don't really 2021 this is not the time for me to read gatsby and be like yes i relate um mm-hmm. i don't know if i ever would have related to great gatsby uh, but there are novels written about things more contemporary issues um that are out there that i think qualify to be listed as a great american novel i think also too that's a, gr- a good distinction to make is like there is it, there is a list of qualifications to be a great American novel, which I guess is just like a really pretentious way of saying American literature. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's no, I don't, there's no specific like the great American novel. A lot of people would argue it was this. A lot of people argue it's the uh, Mockingbird. Killer. Killer Mockingbird. I was like the Atticus Finch book. What is it called? <laughs> and other people again would say it's a Scarlet Letter, which like, why though i've also heard uh last of the mohicans gets it a lot yeah another one i hate yep 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 um Uh, the jungle which i can see that that's kind of like a meant to be a commentary yeah and then obviously steinbeck everything steinbeck fucking does yeah 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 Um, grapes of wrath barf no thank you i think my one qualifier for this unit is that it has to be a book that someone in publishing somewhere has referred to it as a great or the great or the next great American novel. Oh, I had a couple in mind. I don't know. My problem is like, do you want to, you don't want to reread, right? You want to find new books. So I kind of feel like I have to ask you if you've read some of these books because they are like mm. well-known books. I don't know. Or it could just make us read American Psycho if you feel like throwing up for five years. <laughs> I mean, I've never read American Psycho. I'm too afraid. I've heard it is very, like, very graphic in a very bad way. So. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Well, that's a little ways off. Um, so next week we are going to be back with another Morphs Monday with Animorphs Megamorphs number four. The last uh, of the Megamorphs. Back to before. And then the week after that we're going to be uh, continuing Anna's current unit on Highland time slip romances, but no Outlander. Yes, yes. What are so, we reading? So I found one I think will work, and I was trying to find like a early example as early as I could that wasn't Outlander. And Outlander, which we will talk about on the episode, uh, was released in 1991, um, and I found some. some like time slip romances from before that but i couldn't tell a i couldn't tell if they were highlander or not and b um they aren't currently like available anywhere because hey it turns out like a lot of mass market paperbacks aren't really like on kindle from the 1980s you know (laughs) sad but i did find some from the 90s and the one that i'm gonna go with is interesting to me uh because it is a a like Outlander, a time travel, but also historical in that the female character is 
in a different time period than the book was written and then she time travels back even further into the Scottish Highlands. Oh god. Yes. Um, so we're going to be reading A Slip in Time by Kathleen Kirkwood, which okay. uh, was first published, I believe, in 98, but uh, has been republished since then. I don't know if it'll be good or not, but I, I liked the fact that it was the, the double uh, time experience sort of thing. So I thought that might be might be a yeah. new, interesting facet instead of modern woman going back to time in which she has no modern conveniences <laughs> so sorry what was it called again uh a slip in time by kathleen kirkwood okay okay oh i already love the cover it's very mm-hmm. like stereotypical what people yeah. like make fun of the romance genre for yeah very situation, good but very good stuff i'm a fan excellent cool cool excellent excellent uh, in the meantime, if you have any books that you think we should read for the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Um, it, mm. I'm like all out of thoughts for today. Just do it. <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts, we very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of F. Scott Fitzgerald, Nick definitely fucked that guy. Very helpful for me reading this book in a skimming sort of fashion. Not helpful for taking notes as I usually do on my cond on my Kindle. Did you say condle? I did because that's a Teen Creeps reference, but I can't. I oh. had to oh. re-say it, so I wasn't <laughs> stealing their shit. It was Kindle. She's in Kindle only. Kindle only. Kindle. We don't listen to any other podcasts, and we aren't influenced by them at all. We call them Kindles. <laughs> Kindles. <laughs>